Yo, 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 everybody. We are back. This is Foul Trouble. As always, I'm your boy, Basketball. Brandon Kuzma. And uh, we're joined again by our very good friend, Erman Schumpert. The now traded Erman Schumpert. Newly traded to the Kings. <laughs> Sacramento bound. Uh, to Irmond the end Schumpert. of the NBA. Yeah. So, guys, uh, today uh, today's episode will actually be a mini-sode featuring... Brandon Kruzma and Erman Schumpert, uh, they just want to weigh in on their thoughts on the trade deadline and all the thing, all the happenings. Yeah. Uh, being that, you know, this is a, a DMV Atlanta coming together, I think we <laughs> definitely got to break down in very good detail the Sheldon and Matt trade. Go ahead, <laughs> Erman. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, absolutely riveting. I know <laughs> people are saying that the trades – you know, in the NBA are like, you know, the big, they're just big blockbuster trades that happen every other day, you know. And, I mean, it was right when Woj was tweeting out all these Cavs, these Cavs trades, you know, we were all completely shocked. But when Sheldon Mack was traded, I think everyone, everyone took a moment back to, you know, really reflect on, you know, how crazy that trade is. Because, I mean, it, in retrospect, all those Cavs trades meant, meant absolutely nothing. Pretty much so, nothing. I guess... We have to talk about IT going to the Lakers. I guess we have to talk about it. Don't yeah. really want to. But uh, what's your thoughts on the what's your thoughts on the Lakers trade? How, how do you feel? How are you feeling about it? Well, I think I think for the most part, it is still too early to render a decision because I mean, it's still even going on. You know, I mean, the trades is still kind of being worked out. You know, uh, Thomas said he wasn't going to come off the bench, and now he has, just so he can get a feel for the team. He did have a really good game, but, I mean, they still lost by a lot. So, I mean, Isaiah Thomas on on the Lakers is one thing. I I really don't know what to think about it because, I mean, they already have ball. They already have a point guard, but they're trying to do a James Harden-Chris Paul thing where they're trying to play them together. And I don't really know how that's going to work because... I completely I agree. With, I just, uh, when Lonzo comes back, I don't know how they're going to coexist. Uh, I mean, it's, it's fine right now because... You know, it could have the ball all he wants. It's not like anybody else. There's only like what Kuzma and you know maybe Randall who need, really need the ball. But uh, yeah, I don't know how it's gonna work. I mean, it's not like somebody brought uh, 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 somebody at work brought up a good point where it's like I was like maybe you could play him at the two guard position. But uh, somebody said like if he can't guard point guards, how can he guard? How can he guard bigger shooting guards? It was like that's a good point. His size is it. You have to play him in the right situation. Why well, I think Boston worked out because he was with a real coach who figured out where to put him. Yeah, I think. No offense to Luke Walton. No, yeah, no offense at all. The problem is with me with it is that you, you really, I mean, he is the last pick, and you put him in such, like, Brad Stevens just knows what to do with players. You know what I mean? Like he he can take take anything. He has that Greg Popovich element of. He can take anything and turn it into gold, and I think he did that with Isaiah Thomas. You know, that thirty points season is ridiculous, but I think it's because he knew what to do, and he actually had plays to run. In the first game, that's what he complained about. He's like, "I wasn't as good as I wanted to be because I had I had no plays to run. I didn't know the system." So I think Isaiah is a mainly a mainly a, a guy who can really flourish under a team that actually knows what they're doing and actually has strategy coming into the game. So I think he was a bad fit for the Cavs because they kind of play this game of, you know, figuring it out all at once. You know, they kind of just go with the flow of the game. They don't really run as many plays as they want to. Right, they don't even practice. 
yeah, they don't practice at all. This is which is one of Isaiah's complaints. He's like, we don't practice, so I have no idea what to do. I think the guy's more of an IQ player. He knows what to do when there's actual, you know, there's an actual strategy to the game. But uh, I mean, hopefully the Lakers find out something because they're really gonna hurt Ball's development no matter what if they play Isaiah and Ball at the same time. Ball's development as a player will be hindered because he's now having to share this ball with another guy that's a lot better than him in ways. So I, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. If do you, I was the do Lakers, you think because like Kevin Love broke his hand? Kevin Love broke his hand, so he's like, oh, I guess he's not available, so I guess I'll take Isaiah Thomas, sure. Just throw him in there. Maybe I, cause <laughs> yeah. I really don't understand why they made this deal. Um, I know he played well last night, but I, I personally don't get it. Uh, also, I want to say to uh, Samir, who was on the on the full episode, uh, he's a big, big Lakers fan. I don't like this Laker pro Laker bias on the show last time. Was Samir saying that? Oh, so Kawhi's coming to the Lakers. You're just making up stuff. You can't just make up rumors. All right, you need sources. That's why. Yeah. All right, you're not a journalist. No, I mean, okay. If I'll chime in real quick, I think yeah. the IT trade was purely meant because you have IT and Channing Fry two expiring contracts. You're clearing that space. I don't think he was saying Kawhi. Obviously, Lakers fans think they're gonna get everyone, but uh, I don't yeah. think he was saying Kawhi to the Lakers. He was saying that they have a chance to pursue Kawhi, Clay Thompson. They have a chance to pursue these players. That's why they, I wasn't on the show because I can't be in a show <laughs> with a Lakers fan. I can't do it. Right, and, and the Lakers uh, always every season, every season they think they're gonna get pretty much the entire like NBA All Star list to their team, like. LeBron James will be basically a bench player by the time of the end of the season, you know. They just think, they're such trash. I hate the Lakers. Well, they just, like, and they pick, like, the dumbest. I was like, well, LeBron has, like, two houses in L.A. It's like, well, they're, everybody has, like, three houses, like, all over the place. That doesn't Durant mean goes anything. to L.A. every summer. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing. Um, IT just put out a post out there saying, hey, this is a familiar situation uh, like I had in, uh, when they brought me to the Celtics. And I help push that team, like a fringe team. I help push them into the playoffs. Do you think there's any uh, validity to that statement? Could it here's, help Lakers? It was Lavar right all along. Here's here's what I think. Right, I think that I think okay. What Isaiah was quoted as saying, "I feel as though I got my powers back in the Lakers debut." Right. So the way he worked for the Celtics is that he was the main guy. Like he was the guy to push them to the playoffs to the number one seed and all that. He was the guy of the Celtics, you know? So it's up to Magic right now whether he wants to get to the playoffs just so he can say, I got to the playoffs, and just really, you know, focus all his energy and all the players' energy on Isaiah and directing him to get them to the playoffs. But that hinders Ball's development, which is supposed to be their next, you know, Showtime player. So I, I, I don't know. I don't think they should go to the playoffs. I feel I, as though I do think I do think basketball made a good point about this is really just a rental. I don't I don't think he'll be a Laker next year. Um, but See, that's what I'm thinking. But yeah. and that's the thing, though. I don't think Isaiah uh, Isaiah has made it clear that he hates being traded. Like absolutely, and so he's basically fighting for his contract with these last couple of days of the season. I'm not saying it's over anytime soon. I'm just saying the next forty something games, he's going to be fighting for his place in LA. If they decide to keep him, I, mean, I think he's just fighting for a big contract in general. I don't, I don't. At this point, I don't think he really cares who gives it. I, I think he just wants someone to, to give him a long term deal. At this point, the thing is, he would only fit in with the Celtics, who have made him a good player in the first place. Well, he's obviously not going to go back there. 
Yeah, too much beat. Uh, I, 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 I can't name one team that would benefit with Isaiah Thomas. Wow. Like, I, can't, I literally can't name one. What about the Hawks? Any team that needs a point guard. I mean, you have Dennis Schroeder. I mean, any team that yeah, needs a point good. guard, really. The Hawks are fine. Yeah, the they, Hawks are fine. I mean, they're not, the Hawks aren't fine, but they don't need Isaiah Thomas. That's true. We're fine without him, is what I'm trying to say. We're just trying to get to the number one pick at uh, this point. So, uh, I want to kind of like move this along a little bit. Uh, just so we're not stuck on IT. What do you guys think about Derrick Rose going to the Wizards, maybe? Um, that's a horrible idea. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I mean, Sadoronsky has played so well since John Wall's been out. Um, Sado's really stepped up. He does not want to go back to the bench. Uh, we don't need Derrick Rose, and even, I don't even, even just as a player, Derrick Rose is, is not good anymore. I know you love Derrick Rose for some reason. You really... I would get a Rose Wall, uh, Wizards jersey. Oh my, okay, well, yeah. That's um, like trash, bro, come on. Um... Anything to say about Moody to the Knicks or anything like that? I don't care. <laughs> you don't care? Wow, okay. Well, I, I don't. It's an anti-Nick bias on the podcast. Um, we can move on to all-star stuff. I just want to say, one, I want to give you a compliment, Arm, because you brought up a good point off off the podcast on our group chat. You're talking about how this, this Cavs team before the trades really reminded me of the 04 Lakers that tried to make, get one more run at it. And the 2011-2012 Lakers, which is why I commend the Cavs, because two 04 Lakers were Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and right. then the 2012 Lakers are Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Pau Gasol, Kobe Bryant, you know? Yeah. They're these amazing teams that look great on paper, but when it came time, they the Lakers get killed by... The Pistons. Well, I would say they look great on paper. And then they get killed by the Thunder in the playoffs. They look great on paper if it's five years before they were signed. Like, if it's five years before that, that that's a great team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the problem. I mean, Gary Payton ended up winning his ring. Uh, Carl Malone is Carl Malone. Uh, But I I really commend the Cavs because they they recognize and, like, they, they. they knew they were in a bad situation, and they actually had the guts to blow it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I they hit the reset button as much as you can in the middle of the season. So yeah, yeah, I think it was good for them. They just needed to they needed to really just redo everything they were doing if they have a shot yeah. of even making it to the finals. It kind of seemed like a my GM kind of move. <laughs> <laughs> like you're managing your team, These and you're are like, getting more and more ridiculous. Right, let me blow it up. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of expected. I mean, when Isaiah got traded. I remember I was in class. It was right before I got into class, and I was like, dude, what the hell? And I, I went inside my class, and I just looked around. I was like, do you follow the NBA? And this one guy's like, yeah, IT just got traded. And then the whole class, we're trying to, like, you know, learn things, but I'm just refreshing Woj's Twitter. Then it's like, Cavs trade this. Oh, you're like Cavs Carson, uh, um, what's his name from uh, Memphis? Pa- uh, uh, Pars- uh, Chandler Parsons. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dude, uh, Woj or... Uh... Shams, man. No, I gotta give shouts no, out to my Woj. man Shams. No, you got Woj won. Woj won the war this time. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Shams might have broke the like the the Sheldon Mac deal. He didn't get any exclusive this time. I'm saying all true. I'm saying is I got some. Because over the, we thought over the summer that Shams was about to take over, but I, Woj had to show that he's still the man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, um, we can move on to All Star stuff. You got the. You got the list ready, basketball? The injured list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what do you think about, like, Kemba now being an all-star and, like, Ben Simmons being passed up? Here's the up? deal. 
Um, All the players who complained about not getting an all-star finally got it, except for Ben. I feel as though Ben is just saying a bunch of crap. He's still a rookie. I feel still think he needs to prove himself, even if his stat line's amazing. But you, you know do have, I mean? like, Ben will get Griffin. You have some rookies making that all-star game in their rookie year. That I mean, that's not unheard of, but... I know. I, I just hate this but... narrative of, like, people just complaining, like, oh, man... Or sending out emojis, eye face, oh whatever, you know, like they just need to stop complaining, man. No one did it. No I mean, one did it better than the no one voted you anyway. In, so. the emojis, <laughs> with just two snakes in the grass. That's that's oh, no yeah. one tops that. So, um, in terms of Ben Simmons, he deserves to be an all star, but he he'll get many all stars. So no, where I'm glad that Kemba just got it because he he's been playing so well, even though he's in a bad situation in Charlotte. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him to get in. So I, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. The thing is, every single time they replace a player, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because finally some guy who's been, like, working so hard and, like, finally gets what they deserve, you know? Because, like, the NBA right now is stacked with so much talent. Right. And, that... I'm, I, and I'm not mad if someone who, like, someone who deserves it a little less than someone else gets in. It doesn't really bother me too much. Uh, it's supposed to be fun anyway. It's not supposed to be taken that yeah. seriously. All I know is I, I wanted to play on 2K the All-Star game. And I was Team LeBron, and, you know, I'm expecting to play with Cousins, Love, all these, like, superstar players, and end up, they're bringing Goran Dragic and shit. I'm like, God damn, how am I supposed to really... Uh... <laughs> Do you think it's fair that Adam Silver gets to pick? Do I think it's fair? That, um, no, it should be the coaches, I think. I think the coaches should pick, or maybe the players. I don't think... I think the commissioner should really have a hand in that. But here, here's, yeah. here's a here's a counter argument. I think that we all just kind of accepted the fact that Adam Silver is like you know the overlord of the injury reserve list. Yeah, here's no the thing can. about the coaches. I'll, I'll say this, and someone uh, tweeted it out. I forgot who really commented on this, but they're saying you have a lot of coaches coming from the like the same source, right? One of the reasons why there's all these warriors that got selected, right, is because look at Luke Walton used to be on their staff you have different coaches who maybe not have may not have an all-star on their team but they've once been working with the late uh, Warriors or they've worked on a team that like you know and you know you kind of want to give it to one of your guys if like hey I worked with Clay Thompson you know this guy's a stud or Draymond you know you want to kind of just help your own guys out so like I, I heard if you do it with coaches just because Coaches, you know, they've moved around. They've all like a lot of them have been coming from similar situations or similar teams. Like you might have some bias in that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it should Honestly, be fifty fifty players, players coaches. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I don't really know how the voting works <laughs> technically. But that's how I would do yeah. it. But then you also have players who are like voting for themselves. I saw a list of like. All these players who received one no, vote, <laughs> which yeah, most definitely was them voting for themselves. Yeah, they like Luke Kennard got yeah, one vote or something like that. That was him voting for himself, <laughs> yeah. Or Luke Kennard's mom <laughs> for him. Yeah, um, so uh, what's the, who, who's in the, the shooting, the three-point contest? Alright, okay. so three-point contest. I think Clay's in it, but yeah, I don't. I have the list pulled up, Ramon. So, um, uh, Devin Booker. Wayne Ellington. That's my pick. Wayne Ellington. <laughs> Don't ask me who that is. <laughs> Paul George, Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson, Tobias Harris, Kyle Lowry, and Eric Gordon. I'm going for I'm going for Clay. You're going Clay? Yeah. I'm going for the book, baby. So Devin Booker, he's a baller. I lo- I'm a big I'm a big Devin Booker fan. I don't remember who won last year, but 
I'm, I'm a big Devin Booker guy. I'm going with him. Although I hope uh, Bradley Beal wins too, but... Last year, wasn't it Eric Gordon? I think so, yeah. Um, I, yeah, uh, I, I think I'm going to go with my man, Eric Gordon. He's going to defend his title. If we're wrong, uh, yell at us on, on foul, at foul Trouble on Twitter. <laughs> no, um, I think uh, Clay Thompson won it two years ago. He beat out yeah, Curry, 20- and the year before that was Curry. Okay. So it's Curry, Clay, Eric Gordon. So no one's repeated yet. I think Eric Gordon's going to break that, be the first to repeat. But, um, I'm going Clay. Clay's, Clay's shooting amazing this year. I think he's doing better than Curry. So, kind of kind of related, though, um, I, I read somewhere that George Hill has the highest three-point percentage in the league right now. I don't think he shoots 73s, though. Okay. Yeah. It should be based on, like, how threes attempted versus percentage. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, did somebody... One, three so, a game and makes it, then I'm sorry, but did somebody get hurt to let Wayne Ellington into this contest? Because why is he here? Did you look up his three-point percentage? Alright, I'm looking this up. Wayne Ellington, the God of Wayne Ellington. Oh my God! Alright, let's see it. He right now is shooting thirty-eight point nine percent, thirty-nine percent. Yeah, but he averages seven points a game. No, that's his career. Right oh, now he's they're eleven. Okay. Alright, well, shout out to Wayne Ellington. Um, he'll probably win. I'm going with Buck. Oh man. Alright. That's fair. All right, uh, who's in the dunk contest? I hope Gordon wins. To be honest, mm. I think he got robbed that one year. Even though both of them should have won, to be honest, but I hope I hope Gordon redeems himself. Even though the dunk contest is boring as all hell. So Aaron Gordon actually has was having hip problems or something like that. So he kind of removed himself from that. And uh, Donovan Mitchell actually replaced him. I'm actually way oh, more excited about the dunk contest this year than the three-point contest whatsoever. We have Victor Oladipo. Yeah, but do they have those stupid? Because they have like stupid-ass rules now. Because they keep trying to change the format. It depends on what the how the format is. Okay. You have Victor Oladipo, Larry Nance Jr., Dennis Smith Jr., and Donovan Mitchell. For the first time, you don't have a waste of a dunk contest candidate like a. Drummond, a Dwight Howard, a Shaq. There's no yeah. Wayne Ellington in this. In this <laughs> I think when you get rid of like the big men, no offense, no offense to the big men out there, but when you get rid of them, I think you have like a little bit more exciting, uh, just dunks in general. Because Andre Drummond, you know, he's not gonna do something crazy athletic. Can I, right? can I have a? Can I, yeah. can I have a, Can I say a hot take real quick? Sure. You know, how everyone begs like LeBron to be in the dunk contest. I kind of don't want to see LeBron in a dunk contest. Cause he's a power dunker. He's not like a super creative dunker, you know. That's like when he when he dunks on like just throws it down. It's exciting. You it's like, but it's not like not for a dunk contest. So I'm not. I mean, he's he's getting too old to do it now. But I I'm, I'm not really hype on LeBron doing the dunk contest. But in terms of this I'm year, he's gonna do it anyway. I'm going with I'm going with Dennis Smith Jr. I think he's probably the most athletic out of those guys, and he's smaller, so he can like he he could do a little more. more. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the, uh, Dennis Smith. All right. Who'd you pick? I... Larry Nance. Oh, you picked yeah, that okay. amazing dunk. Mm, yeah, I'm actually gonna agree with you on that one. I, I think it is Larry Nance. Um, what I think of Larry Nance, I kind of get that Although same Oladipo Zach Levine like type vibe. 
Just, they just look alike. They look alike. Maybe maybe that doesn't translate <laughs> at all. But. Yeah, what were you saying, Trump? Me? Yeah. Oh no, I was just saying if Oladipo manages to win, I wouldn't be mad because he's having a great season. Yeah, shout out to Maryland. Honestly, if any of these guys win, I w- I would not be mad whatsoever. I think uh, this is it. you have like really good dunkers. I think well, I'm pretty excited to see what they bring. Um, I still think you can't beat out Eric Gordon with the wheelie or the hoverboard, mm-hmm. uh, the mascot on the hoverboard, rotating yeah, in circles. So- like, there's so many layers to that. That was awesome. Yeah, when he man, tried doing the drone, great, great the drone one was whack, though. That drone that dunk that he tried doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, never mind. Sorry, well, I was trying to see the rules. I couldn't find it. <laughs> so, how, how do you guys feel about the... How would you... How would you uh, make the dunk contest? I was about to use a wrestling term. How would you How would you book the the dunk contest? How, what rules would you have in it? I mean, to be honest, it's such a limited thing. Like, you, there's not much you can do. You know what I mean? Like the dunk in and of itself is a very simple thing to do. You just jump and put your hands through the hoop. Well, I mean, in terms of like, um, like you know how they have sometimes they'll have time limits. Sometimes they'll give like. They'll do the format the way that they do it. I, I say one dunk. I say you get one dunk and then, and maybe no, you get three chances. I'll give you three chances to for an attempt and then you're done. No time limits. No like go until you make it. Like you get three attempts and I would say how many? There's four. Two rounds. Yeah. That's how I would. That's how I would make it. I they, simpler the better because they throw all this stuff in there. Remember like a couple years ago when John Wall won. But he didn't technically yeah. win because he was on like a team or something. And I was just like, "What? You're, why are you making this more complicated than it should be?" Yeah, John Wall won, but then didn't win. Well, he won, but he was like, it was like East versus West or something like that. I think him yeah. and Paul George technically won. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But he, but he, he had the best dunk because that's when he, um, he jumped. What did he jump over? He jumped over some something. Okay. Your car? No, it was like a mascot. I think. I think. Okay. He, um, I think Jordan should be one of the judges one year. You think so I feel Jordan? Like that dude has become a full hermit. Do you think Michael Jordan should be? A, do you, is that you said Jordan? Uh, no, I said Jordan should be one of the judges. Oh right, so yeah, yeah, one I, of the best yeah. dunks. And that's surprising because he's a hermit yeah, that's, of the NBA. That's surprising because he's, he's never the there. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, all right, you ready? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I, I honestly think I think the problem with the dunk contest is that you're you're usually like you know when it's a good dunk you're just gonna give it like a. Nine or ten, but there's not like too much discrepancy between those numbers, you know. And it's just so definitive. Like dunking, maybe you look at it as a form of art. How do you really quantify that? You know, can we really quantify the greatness of a dunk? Okay, that's I mean, so <laughs> philosophical. I think I mean obviously legacy. it's like it's not a perfect science. I just think that like, the more simple harder. you make it, the better. Yeah, yeah. They... <laughs> You're really like, like, what is like, are dunks even real? <laughs> How are dunks real if our eyes aren't real? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, real quick, we'll go into the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, um, where the participants are Spencer Dinwiddie, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Lori Markinen, Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray. Kristaps Porzingis is in injured. It. He's not going to participate. There, I, I don't think they've uh, replaced him. I think they're fine keeping it as is. 
Andre Drummond, and then Lou Williams. What was that? I'm happy with Lou Williams. Old ass Lou Williams. Wait, so who who are you uh, who are you thinking? Jump, who are you picking? Oh, me? I'm picking Lou Williams. Old ass Lou Williams. Uh, at first, for some reason, our big guy always wins this contest. Um, I think I might That's go. True. Paul Anthony Towns. I think I might go with uh Laurie Markkinen. Okay. For some reason, a big because Kristaps won I think last year or two years ago, and I think. Cat uh, won. Yeah, and then didn't Cousins win one year too? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Laurie Markkinen. I feel as though the All Star Weekend should bring back horse. Cause I feel as though that was like, I think that's more exciting in a way. Horse. Yeah, horse. Like, they're playing horse? Yeah, they did that yeah. one year. I don't remember what year it was, but yeah. I was watching an old clip of, like, Pete Maravich and George Gerben playing horse. And it was, like, the most ridiculous thing because both of them were so talented and so amazing. It was just so interesting seeing those two challenge each other and trying to, like, pick out each other's weaknesses. You know, I thought it was just a, it was a really interesting mental and physical competition between the two. I think they brought it back for a couple of years and now it's gone, but I feel as though they should bring back horse. That was that was actually really really fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, All right, Adam Silver, bring back horse. The streets, yeah, please. The streets demand I mean, it. like, think about it. Like, what Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant playing horse? Oh, that would be that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Those because I mean, it's it's two v two or one v one. So if these kids like if it's if it's like for example like John Wall Isaiah Thomas like these interesting rivalries, then you know I feel the trash talk could be good. You know them picking out each other's weaknesses, figuring it, you know, the other player out. I feel as though that would be a lot more interesting than a 30-second skill challenge. I mean, that's, like, just, like, the opener anyway. Just, to like, so that's why, like, they probably won't replace Corp because, like, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> exactly. But I feel as the horse would. You know, it's, like, who do you – it's, just like – because there's so many beasts around all the NBA, you know. I feel as though if, like, the fans voted for who you want to see going against each other in horse – and they give, like, you know, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, you know, LeBron James for Steph Curry and stuff like that. It would be really interesting. I feel as though. But, I mean, you already have a shooting-focused contest already with, uh... Yeah, but they get they get to make up what what they want to test each other player on, you know? It's not like... Right. I, I think, with the skills challenge, I think I kind of view it as just a... Alright, you didn't really make the all-star lineup, but here's a... Hey, just play this in the skills challenge. It's just for fun. It doesn't mean much. Uh, I think. But, previously... like, imagine if they they had horse throughout the whole NBA competition, like Shaq versus Kobe one year. You know, just imagine. <laughs> well, like, Shaq's not gonna make any like, of those shots, man. Like <laughs> that would be a very skewed yeah. game. Do you like, really? Shaq versus Kobe. The man really wants to see some horse. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that was, that's infinitely more interesting than like a. Uh, like we don't even know know who won the skills challenge last year, right? Yeah, I do. You know? Porzingis, dude. Come on. Yeah, man. but who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I feel like they, if they're gonna put something in All Star Weekend, make it interesting at least. And horse isn't that physically demanding, unless you know. But you know. Okay. According to you, it's the most intense competition in the world. Because <laughs> it's more of a mental game than it is anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All All right. Right. Bring curious. back horse hashtag. If you want to see horse bring back, we're starting a movement. Yeah, tweet us and end your tweet with hashtag bring back horse. Change.org. Put up a petition. Um, you got any thoughts on the celebrity game? No, no? I actually don't. 
Other than the one girl's planning, I forgot her name. Rachel Demita. Like, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to that, NBA that 2K. I guess. All right. Um. Go, uh, go team Clippers because when Butler's on it, I'm a big Arcade Fire fan. That's my thoughts. All right. Uh, I think we're about reaching the end of our uh, scheduled programming. Of our quote unquote mini sode. Yeah, which has turned into a long <laughs> normal sode now. Um, Erman, uh, you have something to bring up? No, I was just saying. Do you think the Cavs experiment failed because? All the players have any egos coming in. Uh, I think the Cavs experiment uh, failed because they were all like eighty years old, eighty year olds on the court. Yeah, I mean, there's so many factors in it. Um, all ball uh, dominant guards that you have. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like egos who think they can do better than everyone else. Egos play into it. Because um, George Hill said we all have to be like subservient to LeBron now. He said he's the Batman. We're all the Robins. You know. Are you are you sure that like like <laughs> basketball didn't say that? That sounds like something he would say. <laughs> All have to be serving to the king, or like Sean Al would say. No, I mean, no, know your role, know your role said. on the team. So, yeah. and show your mind. I mean, that's kind of what D Wade did. You know, he said, "Oh, you know, I'm just gonna be the bench player, ego aside." It, but I mean, here's the thing: when you have like, okay, you can be subservient, sure, right? You can start a be as like selfless as you want to, but then when you see all these other players like it start jacking up these shots, they're not going in. You're like, why is this guy getting minutes and I'm I'm not? Why am I on the bench? I'm sure Shumper must be thinking like, hey man, I could probably make at least one or two more shots, you know, if I'm like throwing up 17 shots like it is doing, you know. You you have yeah. all these egos which are now just like fuel the other. Although I don't think Shumper is to blame, or he, I think he's free from blame, but I mean, when you have all these I people... I think hasn't played in the last God knows how long, Yeah, so. I think so, some tweet I even read, uh, maybe it's all just hearsay, but they're saying D-Wade may have been, like, a major source of, like, it's kind of that, because he felt like he's yeah. not getting his minutes, and... I feel like D-Wade's the one point, of the most selfless players of all time. That's, so that's another thing, but that's the narrative, like, that everyone wants to ship, like, yo, D-Wade's the greatest, we sent him away... But it, maybe it's just a rumor. Maybe it's not true at all. Like, there's nothing behind it. But they're saying maybe D. Wade was one of the bigger problems um, because he felt like he wasn't getting his minutes and IT was, you know, getting his. But, I mean, I think you also have the move of D. Wade going in there and uh, benching himself at the start of the season. You know, so. All right, so apparently... Maybe we need to wrap this up because apparently Armas more focused on this Cavs Cavs Celtics game. Um, yeah, I think we can. I think we can I wrap it. I think that's a good place LeBron, to stop. So. Uh, all right, yeah. Just before we wrap it up, uh, anything you guys are uh, excited for the rest of the season? Um, I, I'm excited to see uh, what the Cavs do with this younger roster with with smaller names, but probably better than the guys that they used to have right now. I think George Hill's probably good for this for this I team. I feel though. So. Uh, basketball over there. Very excited about LeBron. Yeah. Uh, what I about what the, about you? Yeah. Um. I feel as though the playoffs this year are going to be a lot more interesting than last year because last year we basically knew what was going to happen. Like all of us, even yeah, Stephen I, I, A. predicted I, 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 it. I'm feeling like the, I feel like I feel like this is like the Celtics year to get to the finals. I don't. I still don't think the Cavs are making it to the finals. Although this is like the first game they played since the trade. Uh. 
but I I I would pick the Celtics right now to make the final. So that that makes it a more interesting matchup if it's Celtics Warriors. You know. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel as though the playoffs this year. I feel as though there's definitely going to be one big upset. You know, because there's so many good teams on. Like the Cavs are. You know, have just you know gone under through this major change, and the Celtics are just playing amazing, and the underrated Raptors are also playing amazing as well. And also, there's this Thunder team that's you know streaky, but they have been able to beat the Warriors twice, twice, and the Rockets have beat the Warriors twice. We have these Spurs that are you know, I mean, they don't really have any like amazing all-star players, but they're still the third seed. So I feel as though something could happen. It won't be like two sweeps like we saw last year. I feel as though it's actually going to be an interesting playoffs. So I, I, I'm interested to see what what happens basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm interested also to see what that final spots will be, the bottom, like, you know, with the Pelicans getting injured now, uh, to Bo- uh, Boogie's injury, you know, I, I'm interested to see who will take that eighth seed spot, you know, um, you know, I, I don't really think the Trailblazers will make too much noise, but yeah, I think the teams that you mentioned definitely could have some upsets. And, and the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, yeah, well, I mean, it'll be good, uh, I think they're definitely interesting, you have, like, teams like the Spurs, which I think... They're going to be a very high-seeded team, but I don't know necessarily if they are going to be go all the way. And then you have a team like the Cavs, which aren't going to be the number one seed. You might have the Raptors as the number one seed and playing a, a number four seed being like the Wizards. So that could be also interesting matchups just because the most dominant team in the East, in my opinion, won't even be that number one seed, you know? In your opinion, it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? The D-Wizard the one is the most dominant team in the East. <laughs> The Cavs are 62, the Celtics are 49. Oh, man. I guarantee right. you they're going to blow this, but. Well, so nice. I, I think um, I think that's wraps it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we got the email. We got the foultroublepod at gmail.com email. You can hit us up on Twitter, correct us, say mean things to us if you want, but, you know, don't. But at, at foultroublepod on Twitter. Um,. Yeah, I think that wraps it up. What are, you, are you guys you guys good or? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I, I do want to say one final final thing, kind of interesting. I just looked at it right now, but everyone's saying, "Oh, this Brooklyn pick, like, oh, it's just gonna be an eight or ten spot. Don't worry about it." But if you look at the bottom of the NBA, it's all within two games between that determine the bottom chunk of this NBA right now, being who's gonna be a lottery pick, who's not. You know, so I think that'll be interesting. We'll see where that pick ends up, and uh, I mean the Cavs didn't even have a pick last draft, so it'd be just nice to have yeah. you know a rookie on the Cavs team. So yeah, and uh, someone like Seti Osman who's coming in, like being bringing like a lot of young youth energy into the roster with a bunch of twenty-five year olds. It's all exciting. Uh, I think we're gonna cap it up. We're foul trouble uh, basketball. I'm signing off. Brandon Kruzma. <laughs> Yeah, Armand Schumper signing off. Never sleep. Tell them Max. See ya.